0: It's time to stop reimagining things and actually start changing them. Tune in to Recalibrate with Samsung, where we'll discuss how technology is changing the way we work, connect, and live our lives. Today on Recalibrate, we re-welcome Simon Locke, CTO of RG Nets, and Reed S. Stryker from Samsung B2B Mobile Marketing to focus in the 5G conversation on our roads. How will this more interconnected future change transportation as we know it? Let's get to the answers. Now here's your host, Jason Claybrook.
1: Back again. Back again. Back again with Dr. Simon Locke. Back again with Reed.
2: Dr. Reed. Dr. Reed. No, I'm kidding.
1: What are you a doctor of, exactly?
2: Nothing. Nothing. And let me tell you, i spent a lot of time to be a doctor of nothing. Doctor title does sound good. Doctor it does. Doctor Reed. Reed sounds like a good. I feel like that's like a title for uh, or like a character
1: in a show, like a C. The new CBS drama, Doctor Reed. Yes, you're going to save us all from plague. And sure. then with all those shows, the plague magically, magically in all those doctor shows it ends up being more about their uh, romantic lives than it than it is their saving lives. Well, I mean, you can only have that probably for so long. The actual thing about people dying, like yeah. that's
2: depressing. Well, I think it's depressing, but also it's like, what's happening in that city? You know what I mean? Where it's just like, every episode, there's just it's just patient after patient, there's just dying. Where you're going through the, all the, the tropes of every medical show, which is like, don't die on me. And there's like the guy freaking out in the back, like, I didn't sign up for this. And it's like, you clearly signed up for this.
3: <laughs> I think they should make a show about some other like what, what they would normally think of as a mundane uh, type of Career path, like I don't know, accountants, right? So well, they did of the like office. Everybody, no, paper was pretty
1: mundane. Yeah, paper is very mundane. My father was in the paper industry for a long time, actually. Did, it, did that show resonate with him?
2: I don't think you've seen it. No. And if you haven't seen the original, you're doing yourself a disservice. Just yeah, I know
1: that one's just as good, if not better. So well, it was original. So it was actually, in my opinion, IMO. So we briefly introduced something fun. You hacked your car. Yes, I did. And took down a hotel. We're going to be doing this a lot. So which one you want to talk about first? Oh, well, I can do anything. But, you know, the car was actually... Dr. Reed, do you have a preference today? Uh, we can do the... You want to do the car first? was a pretty Another cool car. story.
2: It's a pretty short story, too. So you can just start You hacked a car. Yeah, done. The car, Are we done? All right, moving on. Cool.
3: So uh, the, the story goes that I had a, a Subaru. And it was... Is that the race car? No. The, the race, race car, car is a Nissan GTR. So, that's uh,
1: got number twenty four on it. Yes, seen it. Yes. It's in New York. It is New York. Is that like the speed, Rafer, speed racer preference? Is uh, that number 24? No, he's got. He's literally got a. He's got yeah, a actually, Nissan like race car. He's, you have a race car. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. sleep, so he goes out to tracks and it goes you really fast. Funny? Turns I Actually, out.
2: I don't know even why I asked that. Like it was a question. <laughs> Knowing you, I shouldn't even have bothered. It's like, oh, I have a race car. It's like, yep.
1: So probably bigger question. When was
3: the last time he slept? What year? I don't know. Actually, you know, I actually managed to get some sleep last night because I looked up where this office is that we're meeting. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there was like a Marriott courtyard like three blocks away. So I was thinking to myself, dude, this is like gold, there's a Marriott courtyard three blocks away. And then it turns out that that Marriott courtyard with like, you know, whatever my platinum blah, 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 status and whatever, it's like only $80. I'm like, dude. I should just live here for $80 a night, <laughs> you know? That's
1: like... Spoken like a true New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
3: exactly. 80 bucks a night, service actually. with a gym and a this and a that for 80 bucks a night. And
1: coffee. Know?
2: And coffee. Dallas is great, man. Uh, so, so I actually did come in
3: after I flew in because I knew we would start early this morning. I got the email from him saying, oh yeah, you're gonna start early. So I flew in last night. I actually got like a solid 6 hours sleep because I, picked the hotel across the street or three blocks away from this house. And you didn't have
2: any of your, like, other things to distract you. Yeah. I feel like that's always my thing. It's, like, when I, when I don't sleep, it's always because I'm, like, it's, like, four in the morning, and I'm, like, you know what? I probably didn't need to run down this rabbit hole. I didn't need to do this. <laughs> but it's just, like, you just start doing something, yeah, and then and all of a sudden, you can't, you can't stop, stop. and you're, no, like,
1: I've got to finish and become obsessive. About yeah. It. I didn't need to build a lightsaber. This was, this was <laughs> silly. <laughs> all right. So cars. You have a race car. I do have a race car. How often do you race that?
3: Eh, not that often, maybe two or three times a year. Track. And it's not really racing, you know, I go not on the time fast. trials at a, tra- at a track. That's different from actually paying an entry fee, having a race license, and going to race race in a sprint race. Well, you're like you like racing racing You've yourself. obviously
1: thought about it to it, know that much.
0: Yeah,
3: I guess, but it's just like, you know, that actually takes a lot of effort, because right. then you have to go and show up when they want you to show up, as opposed Can't to- Can't have that. You know, you can just show up whenever you want to show up. As opposed to hacking your car, you know. No effort there. Before. Pay the entry fee for for a day, especially like, you know, a random day where the track is unused, you know. Happened to be some corner workers there. It's, you know. Actually, I get to do that for free because I have an instructor's permit. Now
1: anyway. you're bragging.
3: Uh, so the Subaru I had, which is not the Nissan GTR, is for whatever reason, you know, normally those cars last forever, right? But like for whatever reason, the, the air conditioner was getting a little funky. And I was like, all right, it's time to do I get a new car. I obviously wanted to go and try new stuff because I like to try new stuff, right? So I was like, oh, let's go get another new car. So I go and I check out a Nissan Leaf. Why? Because I happen to be friendly with the Nissan dealer who sold me the GTR. I checked out a few of the other ones, right? But then it turns out that, you know, with a little bit of internet searching, that you can get these BMW i3s that apparently nobody wants for reasons that are completely un unknown to me or unreasonable. Way, like unreasonable, right? Yeah. So these cars, they have list price of between forty five and fifty five thousand dollars. The I three. The I three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it has that seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, you know, from the federal government. Right, because you're buying an electric car. And then for some reason no one wants them. Why? I don't know. Because they're awesome. Hmm. So if you think about the energy efficiency, right? Where you want to measure how many kilowatts it takes to move a car, especially at a decent speed like fifty five miles per hour, something, that that, right? Uh, there's like a metric for a Tesla which you would think would be like the gold standard of this Kind of
1: well, energy. that new one's going to go 0 to 60 in under two you seconds. In two seconds. We're not talking about
3: that Tesla. We're talking about like a Model S, right? right, right the right. energy efficiency, you know, whatever, it's, it's like 80 or something like that, right? The energy efficiency of this little i3 thing is like 110 or something like that. So, you know, it's incredibly energy efficient, largely because it's com- super light. The mm-hmm. entire thing is made of like carbon fiber, which is awesome. So everything about this is awesome. What right? happens if you get into an accident in that, though? Well, I assume that you, you just can only like get an accident flying. exactly once, you well, okay, know? Yeah, okay. because most of these cars, they're designed, at least at that kind of range, where uh, they do energy dissipation through kinetic energy transfer. In other words, unlike a steel car, which mm. will deform, you can take a hit and then take another one. Yeah. These cars will shatter, essentially, when they take one hit, and all the kinetic energy that was in that accident goes into destroying the car itself, which means it'll, you can only do it once, but theoretically, it's safe, as long as you don't try to hit another thing after you get hit.
1: The car cartoon playing in my head is you get hit, you're holding on to the steering wheel, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're just sitting in the middle of the, of the street yes, with the, the, steering the street wheel. So the steering I have wheel. a story about you're that.
3: okay. Uh, one of the very first driving schools that I went to, uh, this was back in probably 2001, 2002. Yeah. Right? With the instructor, a real race driver, not like a pseudo kind of weird guy like me, you know, a real actual race driver told the story about how he was in his prototype BMW in an actual race, like one of the ones you would actually watch on TV. And his car flipped uh, end over end. So the head, the front of it, not roll. It didn't roll, it went the front Went over to the think, rear. Think, Dark degrees.
2: think like Dark Knight, Batman, Dark Knight, where uh, the, the semi flips over. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're talking about.
3: Yeah, but instead of landing on his head, it flipped again another 180 degrees and it landed back on its wheels.
1: And it just kept going?
3: So, no, what Reed just described <laughs> happened. The first time it hit, uh, the wheels flew off, right? Because the car is designed to disintegrate, Right. the way I'm describing it. All kind of like high end cars are designed to do this, right? And it went back up in the air. Yeah. And then it impacted the ground again, and then the suspension went off, right. and it went back up in the air, and it hit again, and then the, the various aspects of the frame around the wheels went off, and it went up in the air again, right. and then it hit the ground again, and now, you know, the body panels closer to him flew off, and now it's actually only, you know, going like, whatever, 15, 30 miles per hour, and it's continuing to slide, and at this point, he decides to just jump out of this... Sliding rig, literally the cartoon. That is literally the cartoon. He's got the steering wheel, wheel and and it just slides.
2: And then
1: then after he comes to a screeching halt, the parachute deploys. I think it's. I think
2: it is very important to note, though, that all these people are safe with all this. They're not hurt because the actual interior is designed to keep the person safe, even though the car is like disintegrating.
3: So you know, there's this i3 out there. No one wants it. So anyway, your i3. Right. It's like long way around. There's the, the tax credit from the government. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, BMW will give you a tax credit, not a tax credit, a discount of like you know $10,000 just because no one wants to buy these They things. have
1: inventory.
2: They have inventory. And also there's
3: this like whatever carb regulation where the average uh, miles per gallon mm-hmm. of the cars they sell has to be a certain thing. And so, like one way you can go and skew averages, as you know, is outliers, right? Mm-hmm. So if you make like ten cars, or a hundred, or a thousand cars that have some insane gas mileage, like one hundred and thirty miles per gallon, then that offsets hundreds of cars that you made had that had a reasonable gas mileage, like right? right? So they're selling these i threes and these i eights to go and meet this government regulation thing. So they're willing to pay you ten thousand dollars to buy this car because for every one of these they sell, that right. offsets, you know, the tax that they have to pay on making gas or cars. Anyway, so then the power companies willing to pay you $10,000. So now all of a sudden, the, out the door- you're,
2: you're, So you're $27,000 in credits yes. to buy one of these yes. cars. So, from
1: 45?
3: From 45. 45 to 55, depending on how many options, whatever, whatever, right? Okay. So I you know, did a little internet searching and I found this dealer up in Connecticut with the curvy roads. With the curvy roads already. that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, and what happened was that there was this dealer that had one of these that they were using as a show car, demo car. Right. It had never been titled. So it's got like three thousand miles on it, but mm. it had never been titled, which means that you can get the seventy-five hundred dollars tax credit. Mm-hmm. And the dealer is now wanting to get rid of this thing too because it's like a year and a half old. Right. You know they brought it to all their shows and whatever, whatever. Right. So all in out the door, I paid like twenty-two thousand something dollars for this car. Right. When it's original is that product. the hack? What? No, that's, that's, not, that's not even I'm the not hack. Right? That sounds like the hack. I and thought it was the car hack. I got right? so excited.
2: I'm like, I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna go buy one of these today.
3: Then I get the tax credit. So, which is going to come around this year, which will be another 70, so all in, I will have spent maybe 14 something thousand dollars on this $45,000 know, car, which, although it had $3,000, it is a new car, right. you know, and whatever.
1: And that wasn't enough.
3: And that wasn't enough. No. So I get this car and I'm like, surely there is more I can do with this, right? And so I start doing my internet searching and things like that. And I realized that the one, the copy that I had gotten for whatever reason came with all of like the cameras and stuff like that, mm. that they have in Europe uh, for all of the various kinds of additional features. But in the United States, it's not enabled to do anything. So yes. the hardware is there, right. I assume for economies of scale, right? because they don't want to manufacture things differently, whatever. So I started doing enough searching and it turns out that there's a combination of little pieces of hardware and software you can put together to make this do things that it wasn't meant to do. One thing you can do is you could put a little override into the steering wheel so that there's a resistor there that makes it think that your hands are on the steering wheel the whole time. So normally you're supposed to have your hands there because of the fact that they want your hands there for liability reasons, right? But it turns out that that connector is there but there's nothing connected to it. So all you got to do is just add a resistor to it that thinks that there's, there's resistance there the to it and, it, and so therefore it thinks your hands are right? It's one thing. Another thing is you can go and go into the OBDU port and just start changing the software, right? And so there's open source software out there. That allows the, you to go By the way,
2: account. the way you said that made it sound like you can just go get like a glass of water. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it kind of is. It's just it's like, like
2: right? so anyway, you just go into this port and you can just start changing the software. It's like, well, you can. Well, that's a very important thing to note. And by the way, just everyone's listening, we don't recommend doing this. <laughs> we're, we're 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 officially taking a stance against this. This is just a great story. Please continue.
3: But you know, you can go in with a little adapter to that, which will actually spit out Ethernet, which is relevant to the conversations we've been having. Extreme, right. And it you can from that Ethernet connection uh, make configuration changes to uh, nowadays what you would call is the array of computers that's inside this. Essentially, a computer with wheels, right? Basically, yeah. So, that's got all of these microcontrollers, all of which are configurable. And so, you can go and do things like you can make it, you can change the behavior of simple things, which is what most people do. They're going to make it so that when you press the lock door button, the mirrors will turn up, for mm-hmm. example, right? right. They'll, they'll close, they'll close nicely, something simple like that. But it turns out you can also do other insane things like activate the camera system. That is present in the hardware, which I didn't need to pay anything for, which is doing nothing. And from there, you can do things like tell that, oh, you know, essentially to activate the self steering system, which is meant to keep you in a lane, mm-hmm. like, you know, do like lane departure assistance, things like that, right? right. If you accidentally measure, right? But you can activate that same system. And if you tie enough of these things together, you can activate the system that essentially makes the car drive itself. Because the throttle is electronically controlled, right. the steering is electronically controlled. You have an input from the camera that is there that was not doing anything, and it's it's you just go and make the changes. And then the only real hardware problem that I ran into was the fact that uh, when you go and you do this, the you fact have to that other go, cars don't have those. <laughs> That's the real hardware problem. Was uh, you know the whole hand thing, right? Yeah. So you know they really want it so that your hands are on the wheel. Otherwise, right. a lot of this software starts you know going haywire now it's not to say that I couldn't have rewritten that but that would have just simply taken too much time so it was simpler in that case to put the resistor in the steering wheel you know and off you go and so that's how I ended up with the self-driving car that wasn't meant to self-drive and then I showed you the videos of that you know yeah it's pretty easily the lane at 50 60 miles an hour even in the rain
2: can you now can you use that same technology to win a race
3: not yet because you haven't tried Because I haven't tried
2: This also goes back to the conversation we were having yesterday about why 5G is so important, because in getting to things like flying cars, even though it sounds ridiculous, with the autonomous vehicles coming online, we really can't have them in mass unless we have like a 5G network that's been rolled out everywhere. Ultra latency, yeah. Yeah, because of the the latency issues and also the capacity, just being able to have more devices online in in a smaller area. But having that is, I think, I, I know that this sounds really silly now in 2019, but I, I swear to God, like, I think we're going to end up with, like, flying cars at some point. Because once you take the person out of the equation, you can eliminate a ton of just yeah. human error, which ultimately... We can't react as fast as I don't know how thing. they would fly, though, as far as, like, propeller or whatever, like, jet propulsion, I don't think is possible. <sighs> but something else will come along the way. It'll be a progression thing, but it's it's fascinating to think that, like... Oh. And I think Derek said it really well, which is, like, you know, 3G to 4G was was like not a massive leap but 4G to 5G was like man stepping out of the
1: case Well, it was a a massive leap but it's a different kind of
2: different yeah sorry different kind of leap but it's like his his concept that like getting to 5G coverage everywhere is very much like a it's like total brand new world
1: yeah you're gonna end up in in a few years where 5G radios exist and everything even Mm -hmm. uh, body implants just so that there's continuous monitoring right. of heart health or dialysis. And machines, I will say, people are already—they're already augmenting themselves
2: currently. Um, and I—I I read an article where there's there was a guy. I'm actually surprised, Simon. It wasn't about you. They're just trying—they're trying, <laughs> trying to catch up with Simon. That's why people are augmenting. Uh, this guy actually put uh, RFID, uh, passive RFID, in his finger, on
1: uh, his fingertip. Mm-hmm. To be able to unlock his doors. Yeah, course. the CTO at Boingo, Derek, does have something embedded in him for door locks and yeah. things like that. And so actually, there was, was. We were talking about that back in December. There was also a, I think it was in the
2: UK, somebody had done this with their, the, like the, what do they call it in, in the UK? The, the tunnel. Or the subway, they don't Channel? call it the subway. No, the, the, the one that goes the the underground. the underground. The underground, yeah, he did it with his pass, like he put like a chip in his finger to be able to like reload or whatever <laughs> for his thing, and he was, he he got fined for it or something because he, he couldn't prove that he had a pass because he had it in his finger. There's crazy stuff coming. Like, pe- There are some
1: people that are just way out ahead of this, and uh, we should be tapping I Keep going them. back to Star Wars. He should tell people that the Force <laughs> is really strong with me, and I can do this. So just step to the side. There you go, right? Uh, but, well, yeah,
2: it's it's really incredible to think of the stuff that we're going to have and like how human augmentation is going to come about because I, I do think that will be a thing. But then you have to worry about people hacking into you, which is why Simon is so important.
1: Well— so, and we were going to go a different way with this conversation today, but since we dove into cars and and the interesting things that you're already doing with cars today, maybe we shift it back over to 5G and, sure. you know, you go and hack your car and it's behaving appropriately, but what's it going to take whenever it's not a hack and you have all these autonomous vehicles on the road and autonomous buses and stay away from flying for a few minutes, but. Start thinking about the bandwidth needs that we need there. So, and and then is there even, we talked about segmentation relative to airplanes. Does that matter when you get into these big, broader networks and you have machine to machine and IoT and vehicle to cloud, vehicle to X type of
3: communications? So, like uh, Jason, let's take it back a bit from the flying aspect, but let's just talk about with the cars you have on the ground right now with the capabilities that we see today right so already we see even someone like me you can go and make my own car drive itself right but you know you can go buy a car that don't, drives don't itself don't understate right? somebody like me <laughs> Does that but feel really inferior it's,
2: it's so incredible you're like somebody like me you know just some dummy that writes code and so, can hack into hotels and all kinds of other things to prove points just so, someone like me
3: so you know you can go buy a car right, that drives itself right right so you go buy this car that drives itself in fact uh Maybe some other. I think in a future one we'll have to talk about this. But uh, did you know that we got a Tesla recently, in, in the office? Of, so no, that, that, it that's didn't. Oh, So that's like the next project. We're going to do some
0: hacking. But There's anyway, some unbelievable. So
3: <laughs> let's go and you can do let's just cars. go and talk about a standard Tesla you can buy, which has this autopilot feature, right? All right. And the standard Tesla pilot you can buy has an autopilot feature. You know, currently, you it comes with a three G or a four G uh, radio onboard. Right, the newer ones have the 4G, but imagine if you could have it have a 5G network, the ultra low latency network. Right, then all of a sudden, if every car that was on the road had this, then they could share the information about their current situation in real time. Hmm. And if you could do that, that actually solves the phantom traffic jam problem. Have you ever driven down the road? And I'm sure you have to yo yo effect, right? Hmm. Where like there's all of a sudden. A slowdown okay. and there's nothing going on right right so the reason why that happens is actually terrible, a drivers. It, it terrible happens drivers
1: because there's this one person every day it's multiple of them but they're in the far left lane and they know where they have to exit they take this route every single day but they're so consumed with being in the far left lane that they wait till the last possible mm-hmm. second To just cut across four lanes of traffic, and then you create the yo-yo. Well, there's so in Chicago, there's a little bend. I can't remember the road. I think it's like I ninety or whatever. But
2: there's like a slight bend anywhere, anytime. Anytime there's a slight bend, people lose
1: their mind. Yeah,
2: they freak out because there's a there's a slight bend, and they uh, people don't know how to drive, and so they hit their brakes going into the bend which you don't do as a race car driver. You know this. <laughs> accelerate through the turn. You accelerate through the turn. down force. Yeah, get, get you know, get new suspension so it's not so splashy. They hit the brakes, and then it causes that all, all the way back. back. And that's why we have these terrible traffic jams in Chicago. It's like- it, it, it's, They're everywhere. It, well, it, yeah, it's gotten really bad over the last couple of years. But to your point, that would all be solved.
3: Well, which and would be the interesting about that is that not every car even needs to have a self-driving system for that to be solved. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is, you see, there's actually uh, an academic perspective on why this occurs, and it actually is, falls into a category, of something called queuing theory, hmm. where what happens is essentially this one dude that's hitting the brakes way up ahead can cause an effect that that you know basically causes everyone else to slow down. All you need to do in order to fix that is know, or at least mitigate that, you won't fix it, but mitigate that is know that that happened several miles ahead outside of your visual range. Right, So, if there's some dude that doesn't have a self-driving and is doing strange stuff, mm-hmm. right? then if that knowledge were to pass, be passed to every car several miles behind that person, mm-hmm. then every car several mi- miles behind that person would simply drop their speed, even though everyone is going at what they think is the proper speed. If every car behind that dropped the speed just by a little bit, mm-hmm. if you look at the, the computer model for that and what will actually happen is that there would actually not be a traffic jam. Yeah, and so that kind of information, Very bad. where you have, uh, let's say, if you were to have an entire five G network, which was, you know, the scale of you could have it on all the highways, right, and have the low latency capability to transfer and process information, would essentially eliminate driving without actually the need of every car having to have to the self drive system. It's actually just having the information that's important, and that's why having that five G network everywhere would be. So transformative. You know, so many people are talking about how transformative this yeah. can be, right? This is what they're talking about, right? There's actually a very clear way that you can get from having that network to in having an immediate, huge benefit to something which everything, every person that is alive would see, right? Yeah. Just by having it there.
1: And sometimes that yo yoing that occurs ends up with accidents. So if you start to avoid that, then it's really a public service at that Absolutely. point and right. potentially life-saving.
3: Now, when you do build a network of that scale, especially since you have lots of different kinds of people getting on, lots of different kinds of devices getting on, then you end up with the segmentation problem. and That's something that we talk about a lot. right? Because that's a very clear example of, hey, I've got all these things connecting to this network, and I am not in control of them. Right. Right. So certainly, you know, there's different manufacturers, there's the Fords and the Teslas and the GMs and the Nissans and the Subarus all on the road. So I cannot guarantee that these things will all behave properly, right? So throwing them all one on one gigantic segment is a terrible idea, especially since there is the occasional guy like me who is modifying the software of the cars as well. So. There's no reason why you driving your car, if you're on one of these networks that has this kind of control, should in any way trust me as my hacked software car being on the same network. Why should you trust that my car won't somehow destroy the network or knock you offline or something like that? And so that's why micro-segmentation is so important to what we do with all of these large-scale networks. And it's something and which, it
1: plays a role into network slicing in 5G absolutely. and how you're allocating... Spectrum for specific use cases. Yeah. Then you start to overlay in traffic management systems being able to Find parking a lot easier. So you God, we're solving all kinds of problems today So like lock the three of us in a room and we'll go fix traffic problems across the US. Absolutely Can this all be tied into an app that's tied to your
2: car to control the miles an hour?
3: Oh, yeah, sure
2: because then important. that way that would probably help and, yeah. uh, I do think we need to get to driverless cars. I think I think that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think we can't do it without, uh, we obviously need, I mean, not to try to keep going back to plugging our stuff about
1: networks, but we we need to get there in a big way. I like driverless. I also like semi-autonomous. You start thinking about other industries like trucking. I still personally feel more comfortable knowing that people like my father-in-law, who's been doing that forever, is in the truck and has experience. But sure. Derek and I have talked about it before, talked about it on another one of these podcasts, about platooning, where you're the drafting, yeah. You're drafting so cool. and you're creating fuel efficiencies. But if you have that level of intelligence in there, you know, think about the break time for a car is significant, but when it's an eighty thousand ton vehicle, it's a little bit more significant. So if you have that level of intelligence and then you start platooning them, being able to Mitigate some traffic problems with an 18 wheel or not needing uh, so much lead time to brake. I think I saw a study that said with autonomous driving that brake time is reduced by more than
3: 30%. What's that equate to in distance of feet, meters? I bet you that's also with uh, integrated sensing as well. I bet you that's what that study was based on, right? Because most of the you know, autonomous or self-driving systems we have right now are uh, built such that they only have the information they can gather from the vehicle that you're in, right? If right. we were to have ubiquitous information because the entire system was connected over 5G, for example, right? We would know miles ahead that something is happening. And we could apply queuing theory like what i was saying you know yeah continuous information Continuous information
1: needs bandwidth needs a low latency and i bet the number the number of connections i mean uh when the loc was on here he talked about the 5g standard requires up to a million connections per square kilometer so you know your mind starts to explode with how many things could we possibly connect but it's every vehicle, and then it's every person, and then there's healthcare stuff for dialysis or for diabetes. Now you you start to see where a million as a threshold starts to be really yeah. important. We kind of mentioned earlier being able to like put stuff in your body,
2: the implantables. I mean, I think we're going to get to that. I mean, it's 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 far out. It's not something that we're going to do anytime soon. But there's a huge topic about this about people augmenting themselves. I mean, think of, when you talk about diabetes, if you, I mean. What we're doing currently with some of our uh, our partners in this space, uh, with like companies like Medtronic, for example, mm-hmm. like giving somebody the ability to automate their insulin pump instead of having to have them physically control it. I mean, there's a that's a that's pretty amazing.
3: Well, having that data be able to be re- reported real time to a centralized system where you yeah. can use big data AI techniques and things like that to notify automatically your healthcare provider if. They realize that there's a trend going on there with that data. It says bad. Data well, it, happens, right? it allows the doctor to treat the individual instead of
1: treat a bell curve.
2: Well, also too, and this is actually one of the things that is it's completely destroying our uh, our healthcare system, or I should say, adding to a, a significant amount of debt, and not to destroying the healthcare system. Is it's complicated. Um, it's complicated, yeah. But it's it's also the pay for fee service, right? Mm-hmm. And so we don't have preventative measures, and what's going to eventually it's the chronic disease is so destructive. Uh, trying to treat chronic disease not being able to get out ahead of it. So if you could if you could somehow supply data In real time and a mass amounts of it over, you know However, you want to do that specifically over a network of the conversation we're having now But it's like to be able to get that data in real time and be able to spot trends of where a person's health is starting to deteriorate okay. You can get in front of it and instead of hit instead of having the fee for uh, uh, the the service model that we have now uh, and paying doctors to take care of a problem after it's happened, we can incentivize people to do it before it becomes a problem. Therefore, lowering the cost overall. We're, we're we are definitely heading off a cliff as the yeah. o- the older population is ballooning. You've got chronic disease. I mean, we we don't really have the money to be able to do it. It's kind of incredible. And so we, in order to get in front of it, I'm hoping that things like the 5G inevitably uh, will provide a, a, like a pathway for that data, so we can get out and do more preventative medicine. Because ultimately, that's the only way to, to like save these people. It's it's a it's kind of a messed up thing. The thing is, is
3: that this is actually exactly it, they tie the, the cars, right? Because what, remember what I was telling you about the, the traffic problem in the queuing theory, right? right? How do you prevent the, the traffic jam from ever happening? Right. If you have the data that tells you what's going on five miles ahead, right. what I'm essentially saying is you could prevent that traffic jam from ever occurring. That's exactly what you're saying. If I have enough data about my body and I have enough collection of mechanism. I, I can know before that there's a catastrophe, right. which is a lot worse than the traffic jam that we're talking about with the cars. right? You know, So having these kinds of networks and these kinds of technologies, it applies to all aspects of our lives, transforms every aspect of our lives because of the ability for us to have connected devices and be able to store the information that's coming out of that. And ounce
1: of a prevention's worth more than a pound of cure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you if you know where your health's going, I mean, like I look at like the health of
1: a traffic system, too. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of these living organisms that happen rush hour every day. And then what's going on in our own bodies, they're they're very similar. Yeah.
2: I just know, like from a health perspective, we can give people the ability to get out in front of issues to prevent those traffic jams, as Simon was saying, within your body. That would be pretty, pretty amazing. We're only going to be able to do it once we have uh, the ability to transmit data in, in such large amounts. Which brings us back to uh, 5G. Samsung's solving that problem. Yeah. In the future.
1: Hacking a car. Hacking your body. Yeah. Well, that was fun. So we'll jump back into this one again, I'm sure, over the course of time. So for today, since Reed is going to turn into a pumpkin,
3: I have little, to. Uh, I
2: have to sure leave. I have to leave, gentlemen. I'm sorry, but uh,
1: we can do it again.
2: I'm hoping to do it again. I'm hoping to do it again. It's fun. I'm hoping to be less distracted toward the
1: end as well. So, yeah, <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> so, for everybody in the room, Matt, Ray, thanks for joining us, Ray, and listening in. Absolutely, Zach, Fred, thank you. Zach, Fred. Yeah, anytime I don't remember somebody's name immediately, just, right just register Fred. 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 It's a good safety. Hey. It's a good safety. Hey, where's Fred at? So. Signing off for Fred, Simon, Reed, everyone else in the room. See you next time. Adios.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Recalibrate. For previous and upcoming episodes or for more of our content, you can head to samsung-networks.com or you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.